Hey everybody, this is the man on fire, John Sablon of johnsablon.com. And I welcome you back to another segment of True Faith Real Talk, where we deal with real issues through the eyes of faith. Now, today's topic is going to be on the rosary, and I'm excited to have my guest here, Father Donald Calloway, to talk a little bit about the rosary, its history, why pray the rosary, what's the significance of the rosary, and uh, help us kind of understand a little bit more about this uh, devotion to our Blessed Mother in order for us to grow in our relationship to be better disciples of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Father Donald Calloway is a convert to Catholicism. He's a member of the Congregation of Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Before his uh, conversion to Catholicism, he was a high school dropout, kicked out of a foreign country, was institutionalized twice, thrown into jail multiple times. After he uh, experienced radical conversion, Father Calloway earned his bachelor's degree in philosophy and theology from Franciscan University of Steubenville, has an MDiv and STB degree from the Dominican House of Studies in Washington, D.C., and an STL in Mariology from the International Marian Research Institute in Dayton, Ohio. Father has written uh, numerous academic articles, is an editor of two books, and he himself is an author of seven different books with his most latest, Champions of the Rosary, The History and Heroes of a Spiritual uh, of, of a spiritual weapon. I want to welcome to the show, Father Donald Calloway. Welcome, Father. Thanks so much, John. Good to be with you, brother. Yeah, good to have you here. What, what an exciting uh, opportunity for us to talk about something that's near and dear to our hearts, you know, because I am a third order Dominican, uh, the, the rosary and our devotion to our blessed mother. But before we kind of get into that, Father, I wanted, you know, just for my viewers to kind of get a little bit of background on you. Um, of course, I, I segued with your bio and everyone's going, wait a minute, this is a, he's, this is a guy who got kicked out. He's a high school dropout, all this craziness. And now he's a Catholic priest. Help us right. understand that path, Father. Yeah, it, trust me, it, it blows my mind too. <laughs> I can't believe it. I get up in the morning, I put my collar on and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's, it's just still, it's amazing. And I've been a priest almost 15 years. So yeah, I mean, I grew up in a, in a, in a family that was very tumultuous, was not a Christian family, didn't have any belief in God, no religion whatsoever. And uh, that was a very problematic household. And my mother was married three times before I was 10 years old. And none of my fathers were, the, uh, you know, St. Joseph, they weren't models of virtue. And um, so when I even before I was a teen, when I was like 11 years old, I got exposed to a lot of bad things, you know, with drugs and, you know, immorality and, and, and all kinds of stuff. And then when I got in my teens, it got really bad. Um, and we were living overseas in Japan at this time because my third father was in the military. I got kicked out of that country for criminal activity. I came back to the States. I went to two rehabilitation centers. I went to jail when I turned 18. I had long hair down on my waist. <laughs> I followed this old hippie band called the Grateful Dead. It was crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. And, but through that craziness, my parents, um, they needed God. You know, I, I always joke around with my mom. I say, Mom, I'm the reason you found God because I drove you nuts. You know? <laughs> so uh, so uh, they actually had a huge conversion and they became Catholic. I thought they were crazy. I thought they joined a cult. I had no idea. But then about almost three years after I had my conversion, what I call the divine two by four, you know, because I was at my rock bottom. I, I didn't want to live anymore. And um, I read a book that my parents had on the Virgin Mary 
that they had in their house and that started it and it snowballed from there. I mean, I just, I fell in love with Jesus, Mary, the church, and I cut my hair, I got a job, you know, I got responsibility and, and then I got my call and um, I joined the Marian Fathers. Um, we have the uh, National Shrine Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. That's our most famous place. And, and it took me 10 years to do my studies. You know, I had dropped out of high school and so I did all my studies and, um, now I've been ordained uh, almost 15 years, and um, I'm just as, as amazed as everybody else is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Well, you know, the, the topic for this segment is, uh, again, on the rosary and this, this devotion to our Blessed Mother. And I love, you know, your book, Champions of the Rosary, not just because I am a Dominican, um, um, but just for the fact that, that it is a spiritual weapon. And in today's world, you know, the first time in our American culture that we are in a post-Christian era. Right, where majority of our country, which was founded on Christian values, um, yeah. is no longer identifying as Christian. And so we need to recognize that we're in a spiritual combat and spiritual warfare, and we need all the weapons that we can get. And yeah. the rosary, uh, you know, if, you, if you're, you're a reader of the saints, um, and if you understand what it takes to grow in sanctity and virtue, we know that this is one of the greatest treasures and weapons that we have as, as the faithful, as Catholics. And so I, there's one particular story, Father, that I, that I read about uh, you showing up, just your encounter with the rosary. With, I, I think it was the, the, the little Filipino ladies in, in the, uh, the church. And trust me, in, our, in my community here in California, we've got a huge Filipino uh, community. Uh, so this resonated with me well. But can you share that story real quick? Yeah, it's, it's, it is a funny story because the, the first time I went to a Catholic church, I walked in and there was these Filipino women doing some kind of thing. I had no idea what they were doing, you know. It actually freaked me out. I was like, what is going on in here? And I sat in the back and I was still had my long hair and all that. And this lady turns around to me and she holds up this necklace looking thing. I had no idea what it was. And she jingles it and she yells across the pews to me, the long haired freak in the back. And she goes, do you want to pray the next decade? You know, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what is this lady talking about? You know, decade means 10 years to me. And so... I'm like, what? And she goes, it's the second sorrowful mystery, you know, Filipino, man. Love them. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like a deer in headlights. I don't know what she's talking about. Well, they kept doing it. Well, of course it was the rosary, but I didn't know that. Well, after that mass, I talked to the priest and, and he told me what they were doing. And I started going to church every day. Now, I wasn't receiving communion because I wasn't Catholic. But those little Filipino women, God bless them, man. They're like spiritual warriors. You know, they're like, I call Filipino women like the green berets in the spiritual life, you know, <laughs> they taught me the rosary within a week and then I was leading it. I was, I mean, I just, and since that time, no joke, I mean, everywhere I go, you know, unless I'm surfing or something, I mean, the rosary is in my pocket everywhere mm -hmm. I go. I don't go anywhere without that thing. I, it's more important to me than my wallet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's that vital to me, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'm from the island of Guam. Okay, so that's a Pacific island. And um, the one thing, and and we have, uh, I would say I can, I can empathize and relate to some of your background because I wasn't really raised in the faith. I was born into the faith, um, but came, came from all forms of abuse, um, you know, lived in a very alcoholic home and abusive home. But the one thing I can remember from what the cultural Catholicism of Guam was the rosary. You know, mm -hmm. so we had, a, a, you know, a, a Marian devotion. Um, you know, when it came to novenas, we were praying them like crazy. Never really understood the theology behind it, the importance behind it, but but we could pray it, right? And so that was the one thing. So uh, this, I, 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 I can definitely relate to that story with 
both the you know the Filipino community, but definitely even in my own uh, upbringing, that the mm. Rosary and the Marian devotion was really big. So let's talk about mm. this uh, real quick on the histor the history of behind the Rosary, because mm. as a Dominican, I'm always fighting with my other uh, brothers, you know, whether that be Carmelites or you know the Franciscans on the the history. I'm just kidding, even though I do have <laughs> I do have some some. Uh, fellow brothers and sisters who identify with that order and follow the spirituality of those, but the history of the rosary, right? Because, you know, you hear about the Marian Psalter, you do a great job explaining mm. it in the book, mm. but can you help us just on the Reader's Digest version of what is the history of the ro the rosary uh, first, and then that, that devotion in the church today? How does the church, uh, you know, see the rosary as a devotion for us as Catholic faithful? Yeah, yeah, well, the, the rosary, you know, has been in existence for just a little over 800 years. So it came into existence um, in a particular form uh, in the 13th century. Now, the rosary in itself is basically the Bible, uh, the New Testament on a set of beads. You know, to pray the rosary is to pray the New Testament because almost the entirety of the prayers come out of the New Testament. You know, it's not like we just made this up. Mm -hmm. And it's grounded in the sacred mysteries of Jesus Christ. You know, so in the 13th century specifically, there was a priest um, and he was trying to preach against this heresy called Albigensianism. Mm -hmm. And his name at that time was Father Dominic Guzman. Okay, he's now Saint Dominic, of course. Mm -hmm. But he was, man, he's a good orator. He could speak, he could preach, but he wasn't having a lot of success against this heretical movement. And this group in particular was very strong in France, and they denied a lot of the mysteries of Christianity, especially the, the incarnational mysteries that God became flesh, that he became one of us, you know, that, that the body meant anything good. They, they were very dualistic. They thought spirit is good, matter is bad. Mm -hmm. And so they were having a lot of success and, and getting people to leave the church. So he went at it hard, but he wasn't having much fruit. So at one point, as the tradition states, he kind of made like a little retreat in the woods there in France, asking heaven for help. And Our Lady came to him and she said to him, um, your efforts have been good. But um, do you know what the weapon is that heaven will renew the earth with? And that's when she said to him, preach my Psalter. Now, that's important because there was something called the Marian Psalter in existence before the time of St. Dominic. It was basically a way that monks would have a devotion to Our Lady where they would pray um, 150 Hail Marys. You know, and, and the Hail Mary prayer wasn't even fully in existence at that time, just the first half of it. But they would pray it as a devotion um, to her. But there were no mysteries meditated on. It wasn't an evangelical tool to convert heretics. It was something monks did that developed out of this thing called the Pater Noster beads, mm -hmm. where monks who couldn't read Latin and couldn't pray the monastic hours, they developed this form of praying our fathers, 150 of them, because of the 150 Psalms, mm -hmm. as a substitute. So when Our Lady said, preach my Psalter, she was saying to him, the one that the monks have been using, I'm going to infuse it with mysteries. You're going to take it out of the monasteries, into the streets, preach it, meditate, pray on it, teach the people to do that. And she gave him, the tradition says, the exact mysteries that they were attacking. So we have the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious back in that time. Now we have the luminous as well, mm -hmm. uh, because those are the mysteries that are being attacked today. That's very important to know. Mm -hmm. So she gave him these mysteries, and it worked. The fruit of his preaching and praying, this method of prayer, which had never been any method like that before, it just rocked souls and brought so many back to the faith. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that's good. I mean, I'm glad that you were able to clarify that because, you know, a lot of people kind of, and especially the part too, Father, where you said it's biblical, right? A yeah. lot of people, especially non-Catholics, and, 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 and unfortunately, a lot of Catholics don't know how to combat this argument is yeah. that this is an unbiblical, you know, we, we, we worship Mary rather than, you know, right. honor Mary. And so this is a huge, huge uh, point of contention and confusion with those inside and outside of the church. So yeah. uh, St. Dominic was given the, the rosary as a spiritual weapon, right, mm. to, to battle, mm. to battle, obviously, at that point, the Albigensian heresy. Um, but of course, evangelize the hearts of everyone else he would encounter. I mean, the, the Dominican yeah. order celebrated 800 years of, of yeah. his existence and has been you know, Veritas as being the, uh, as being their motto for truth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what greater way than to win the hearts for Christ through the mm -hmm. Immaculate Heart of our Blessed Mother. Yeah. Yeah. Now, no, absolutely. And I think an important thing to, to note too, is that, um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, the rosary is just for little old women in church and nuns. Yeah. No, the rosary was first given to a man. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love to tell my brothers, man up, you yeah. know what I mean? Do, where, are, are you are you packing your weapon? Do you have your weapon? You know, this isn't for old women and nuns. They, they too, of course, absolutely. But, you know, you want to be a good Catholic man? Arm yourself with this weapon, you know? Amen. Hey, Father, it's funny you bring that up because I've got my spiritual weapon always in my left pocket. <laughs> and I've got the bullet rosary. So yeah, I love the, that The one. bullet yeah. rosary. Yeah, this is awesome, right? And I think these are, uh, and I think you bring up such a good point, right? Because, you know, we get all huffy and puffy as men. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we get we get we get puffed up in our pride and we want to be real men. Um, and so we see the, the rosary as something that, you know, the older folk pray in, in the church before mass or like you right. said, the little old ladies. And we don't realize the power uh, yeah. that it holds and the fact that it was given to St. Dominic, a man. And that if you look at I mean, think about some of the great saints, St. Saint Louis de Montfort, St. Padre Pio. Right. Yep. They'd have a different uh, different viewpoint yeah. of whether or not this is a manly weapon or right. just something that, you know, the little old ladies use to, you know, pass time because there's nothing else right. to do. Right. Between right. between knitting and praying. Right. So there's <laughs> so that's really good. So let's talk about why pray the rosary. Right. Because you have mm -hmm. you have a lot of uh, differing opinions out there, too, even with the devotion to our Blessed Mother through the rosary. This right. this um, this misunderstanding of it being a mechanical prayer. Right. This right. is so, so rote. There's really nothing, you know, yeah. uh, spontaneous or natural. Or mm -hmm. is that really a dialogue? Can you comment on that, Father, about what you what you yeah. kind of say to folks who maybe question the mechanics or the, the you know, the the what seems to be an uh, 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 there's no emotion or heartfelt prayer right. in that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it's a good question. And, and you know, and, and it, 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 it deserves an answer. So, you know, the rosary basically is portable prayer. You can take it anywhere. It means you can pray anywhere at any time. And St. Paul says pray at all times, right? So what's the best way to pray? With the very word of God itself, which is what the rosary is. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people will say, yeah, but didn't Jesus say that we're to avoid vain repetition? Yes, he did. He did say that. But the emphasis was on vain repetition, not just repetition. You know, if you want to do something well, you have to do it over and over again. That's just normal in life. That's just how everything works. And here's the thing is to, to show this. So, for example, in the Old Testament, there are 150 Psalms. Our Lord himself would have prayed those Psalms over and over again. And those Psalms themselves are very repetitious. Mm. You know, you have a refrain, then you have a stanza, then you have a refrain, then you have a and it just goes over and over and over. For his mercy endures forever. Da 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 da. For his mercy endures forever. Da 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 da. It's repetitious, but it's not vain repetition. 
praying the word of God is not vain repetition. So what the Psalms were for the Old Testament, the rosary is for the New Testament. It's the word of God prayed over so you can meditate on it and get it into your heart. You can ponder it like the Blessed Virgin Mary, pondering the word of God, right? And you can bear fruit from that. So that's a key difference. So it's it's repetitious, yes, but it's not vain repetition. Our Lord himself prayed the Psalms of the Old Testament faithfully, you know, on a daily basis. We pray the rosary now as, as in the New Covenant and meditate upon the mysteries of Jesus. He's never going to be offended by that. Can you imagine if you if Jesus appeared to us and, and you said to him, Lord, do you mind if I spend the next 20 minutes praying words from the New Testament and meditating upon how you were scourged out of love for me? And G could you see Jesus saying, I'm so offended that you're going to do something like that. That, that so disgusts me. Of course not. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, so 20 minutes a day can change your life, you know? Amen, amen. Okay, so let's talk about, you know, you, you uh, nicely in, in the book, in the Champions of the Rosary, you talk about those four reasons, if you will, of why to pray the rosary. Maybe we can kind of unpack mm -hmm. why, why should we pray the rosary? So maybe we've got ourselves to the point where we're saying, okay, I can get beyond the vain repetition piece. I can understand, yeah. okay, no, that is a beautiful way to meditate. It is a vehicle to help us meditate further into the mysteries in the life of Christ. Yeah. Um, so what other reasons do we have for us uh, as, as faithful Catholics to embrace the, the devotion to the rosary and the prayer of the rosary? Well, I think one of the most important ones um, is it helps us to grow in virtue. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're so filled, as you said at the beginning here, you know, the world is just so crazy today that we've got so many images, especially, that are being coming into our, through our eyes, into our hearts and our minds, and it messes us up. It puts things in our head that, you know, just stick, you know. But when you meditate upon the, the mysteries of the rosary, you're literally making like a pilgrimage in your mind to the holy places of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. where he was born, where, you know, uh, when he was presented in the temple, where his passion occurred, where the resurrection took place. You're make, to pray the rosary is to make a pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. And that's been done from the very beginning of the church. So you're putting into your mind holy images and sights, and you're growing in wanting to be like our Lord, to be humble, to be loving, to be merciful, to, to be willing to suffer for the other. So that's to grow in virtue. And nobody is going to become holy unless they acquire virtue, mm -hmm. you know. And if you hang around people long enough, you start to imitate them. That's normal. Mm -hmm. You know, hang around Jesus and Mary long enough, you're going to be holy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a saying, right? Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you, if you, yeah. You know, you're going to ultimately just because of our own human, uh, you know, frailty, our own brokenness, our own woundedness, you know, if we start to surround ourselves with things that are dark, we're going to be, become dark people. If we start, we surround ourselves with he who is light, we'll become, right. you know, uh, virtuous and holy. And, that, and that's ultimately our goal is to become like Christ, right? To be, to, yeah. to be true disciples of him. So, yeah. so to grow in virtue. Okay. Yeah. What about, what about this other, uh, this, this person's enemy, I think we're pursuing or, or that's pursuing us that we're at battle yeah. with every single day. Yeah. Well, yeah. The devil, I yeah. mean, Satan, Lucifer, right? Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're in spiritual combat. And what are we going to do to to overcome him? You know, on a physical level, we're really no match. I mean, what's my arm? What's me throwing a punch at the devil going to do? You know, we're talking about a fallen angel. He's really strong. Mm -hmm. But we've been given a weapon that is built on the word of God, which is more, stronger than any two edged sword. Right. That's what it says right there in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. That's what the rosary is. It's a spiritual sword so that you can slay this dragon. 
right? Everybody knows it takes a sword to slay a dragon. Everybody knows this. Well, in, if you're up against a spiritual dragon, don't you need a spiritual sword? <laughs> yeah. And that's what the rosary is. You know, that's why, and this is important, and you, of course, as, as a Dominican will know this, that's why most religious, when you see them wearing the rosary on, on their habit, mm -hmm. it's almost always on the left side. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the rosary was given to the world in a time of chivalry, knights, right? Mm -hmm. So you unsheathe your sword from your left side because most people are right-handed. So it shows that by having the rosary on your left side, it's like you're unsheathing your spiritual weapon, your sword. And Satan hates the rosary because mm -hmm. he knows that it's the word of God and the word of God defeats him. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think, uh, again, going back to the imagery of, of the spiritual combat and spiritual warfare, I love, you know, the one thing it is, the, 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 the envy, if there is such a thing, uh, I have of my uh, Dominican friars, right, is the fact that they can wear their habits with their spiritual yeah. weapon just hanging. I love <laughs> to see the, uh, the rosary just hanging from there because it, you know, it, elevates, it elevates my mind to, again, that battle and that fight that we have against the evil one. Okay, so yeah. we've, got, we've got two down, virtue. We've got against conquerors, the evil one. What else do we have with regards to why to pray the rosary, Father? The rosary, it has some kind of ability um, to, to be like a game changer, a history maker. It brings peace. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen this in the last 800 years. You know, when, when countries are being threatened by t being taken over by some dictator or communist regime or some socialist, you know, faction or fascist or whatever— you get these people who pray the rosary in resistance, you know, in the streets mm -hmm. and sometimes without any, any disturbances, no bullets fired, no violence. The rosary changes people's minds, hearts, and it makes the evil disappear. Mm -hmm. um, and that makes sense if you, if you think about it, because, again, the word of God changes things. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing when we pray the rosary. We're praying the word of God. And so. In my book, I talk about this. I did so much research um, about the victories that the rosary has won and you know, gotten rid of all these crazy ideas and ideologies and falsehoods. And um, I mean, it works. It really, really does work. It, I, I challenge almost anybody who watches this video, wherever you're from, whatever country you're from, do a little research and you'll find probably at some point in the history of your country, the rosary saved your country from being taken over by some crazy people. I almost guarantee it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when, I, when we uh, asked for the intercession of our Blessed Mother, right, um, who is there, uh, I mean, no, nobody loves the Lord like our Blessed Mother does. And to, to, to know that we can go to her in those times. And like you said, I think, yeah. um, unfortunately, in our day and age, right, where we're so, uh, you know, technology driven and focused and, you know, we're so dependent on self, um, yeah. the, and, yeah. and, and, you know, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Selfies all day long. And, and, and I think the, we, we, we often forget that, like you said, father, that you could probably trace back, um, the, you know, the, your country or your people, your village, whatever it may be to being, uh, interceded on, on by our blessed mother to save you mm -hmm. from some type of destruction or, you know, right. I mean, you label it out in your book as well. I think about, you know, mm -hmm. like the battle of Lepanto. Yeah, you know, with Pope Pius V, and 
Um, you know, even if we just look at it in the United States of America, right, how we, we just came uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe and we think mm -hmm. about coming mm -hmm. to the native of, of there and converting the hearts of nine million people over the course of seven years. Right. right. So um, she's always wanting to draw us into a closer relationship with our God. She's always yeah. wanting us to experience peace and joy, an abiding yeah. joy. Right. Which is yeah. again, the presence of God. Um, yeah. And the rosary allows us to do that. You right. know, um, I myself, you know, just I, I think about the our blessed mother and the role of the rosary in my life, even though those seeds were planted at a very young age, my mm. conversion back, my reversion back into the faith, because, you know, I was a wayward uh, son for a long time um, yeah. because of all the, the abuse and the trauma that I experienced. You know, our blessed mother had everything to do through the, the prayers of my wife and her sacrifices, yes. through the prayers of yes. my mother and their devotion to our, to our blessed mother. It's just amazing that we have this weapon and it's not just saving countries. Of course, we know that, but it's saving yes. souls on a daily yes. basis. Yes. Right, that's right. Saving souls, healing marriages. Yes. And you know what thing today amazes me, and I've seen it in so many men's lives. You know, as a priest, a lot of men come up to me, and they really today are struggling with pornography. Yes. You know, it's it's everywhere. The, the filth is every. It's on your phone. It's you know, it's everywhere, and they're really struggling with this. And and I tell them, you know what? Part of the antidote to get the poison out is the rosary, because you're going to replace those filthy images with holy images mm -hmm. and most temptations you know in that realm of lust last very strong about 20 minutes mm -hmm. the rosary is like it 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 helps you so much and and I talk to men and and they'll tell me father praying that rosary and many of them pray multiple rosaries a day not just one but you know many and they tell me it has helped me so much in helping me to overcome this addiction and this struggle and it's because of that it's helped my marriage, mm -hmm. you know, it's helped me to be a better man, a better father, you know, a better Catholic man. So praise God, you know, there's so many things that the rosary can help and bring peace in so many different ways. Amen. So Father, what would you uh, recommend for those folks who are maybe, okay, now that we've, maybe we've convinced them to kind of maybe embrace uh, mm. the, the rosary prayer, devotion mm. to our Blessed Mother, any maybe um, helpful advice to them as they start, start to get into the, uh, the praying of the rosary perhaps? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. One thing I do want to mention, I'd like to talk about the difficulty in praying the rosary because yes. a lot of people get discouraged. You know, they start to pray it. They're like, oh, I heard this homily today. And it was on fire. I watched this YouTube video. It was great. And then they try it and they're like, this is tough. You know, I want to mention that in a minute, but okay. I, I want to mention this first. And because a lot of people still, they might think, well, why? I mean, what? why can't I just go to Jesus? Why can't I just, why do I go to do this Marian prayer stuff, right? Yes. Okay, here's here's something that I think is just basic human common sense, logic, okay? You and I, John, we have a mom, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I love my mom. I mean, when I was a teenager, we struggled because I was an idiot. <laughs> but today, my mom's like my best friend. Mm -hmm. I, I love her, right? So if somebody come came up to me and said, hey, Father, we, we bought a whole bunch of roses for your mom. Would you be okay if we gave them to your mother? I'd be like, what? Really? I'd be like, that's awesome. I mean, that, and, then, and then if they said to me, we actually made a song too. Would you mind if we sang it to your mom? I mean, I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be like, that's so wrong. And I'm going to be like, really? That, that, what you do to my mother that, that pleases her heart and delights her heart, you're doing to me. And I'm going to give you, if I had within my power, you know, if I were... If I had like a bus, I'd put those people at the front. Okay, mm -hmm. you honor my mom, come up. 
what do you what do you want from me? I'll give it to you. You know, that's common sense. Yeah. Well, think about it. When we pray the rosary, we are giving, crowning the mother of Jesus and our spiritual mother with roses. Mm -hmm. That's going to move our Lord's heart. He is going to be so touched by that that he's actually going to give you special graces, mm -hmm. special favors. You know, he's going to indulge you. You know, so many things we're alluding to here mm -hmm. with so many things, so many benefits because you do this. Now, I would do this on a human level. I'm not God. I'm not the Messiah, mm -hmm. but Jesus is. And if you do this to, to his mother, oh, my goodness, you watch the things that will happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I just want to say that. That's good. Let me mention those difficulties because, you know, if there's one person out there who's ever prayed a perfect rosary, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I, mean, I want to know. Me too. Right? I mean, St. Louis de Montfort, he wrote the best book about the rosary, The Secret of the Rosary. Mm -hmm. He says that everyone's going to get distracted. The mind, it doesn't, we're not angels. We can't focus on one thing with absolute precision and with, we're going to get distracted. We're going to be thinking about, ooh, what's that smell? Did I respond to that email? What's that? You know, what's, oh, it scratches here. You know, it's normal. That's okay. As long as you keep, you know, bringing your mind back to the mysteries it's what i like to call giving our lord butterfly kisses mm. we're like little children we get distracted but yet if we just turn to him and keep you know coming back to him when we get distracted he's that moves him he he knows he understands and so don't give up don't quit don't you know, some people say oh i fall asleep well that happens, you know, sometimes. Mm -hmm. I get very lethargic when I pray the rosary, yeah. you know? It's the funniest, it's the weirdest thing. It's almost, But there's something therapeutic even about that. Yeah. My body slows down, you know, and I get peaceful and I get quiet. I just want to take a nap, <laughs> you know? It's, you know, Father, it's funny you mention that because if I'm struggling with insomnia and there's times where my mind is just going, I know for sure if I entrust, I pray the rosary, I get to sleep, yeah. you know? So, of course... You know, and, and, and we let the guardian angels finish the, uh, the prayer off right. for us, right? Yeah. But no, I think there's something to be said about that because I'm so wound up, so bound up in all the things I've got to do. And not all yeah. of that's bad, but I right. can't even get to sleep and I know I'm tired. And our blessed mother kind of wraps her, wraps you around her, your mantle around you and then yeah. helps kind of, you know, get you into that place where you can, you know, be, uh, mm. be at peace. Uh, mm -hmm. For that moment, and the one thing I, I will say too, Father, just going back to what you you were talking about before the difficulties, but mm -hmm. this love for for our mother. The the interesting thing, and I think what people get, you know, they get so hung up on taking any bit of their 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 worship or their honor or their love for Jesus and and putting it anywhere else. That's where they struggle, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. I think if, if for those of us who do pray the Rosary, it actually is the opposite. So the love that we're showing to our Lord by honoring our blessed mother. But if you meditate on the mysteries, we're actually meditating on the Lord and, mm -hmm. and, and his, and, and the mysteries of his right. life. And so right. it's like, we're, we're, we get to have our cake and eat it too. We get to yeah. uh, honor Jesus by honoring his mother through the rosary, but we're mm -hmm. really growing in our devotion to our Lord because we're actually walking with him through his yeah. life and the mysteries of his life. Yeah, absolutely, man. You, I couldn't have said it better. And and that's not going to be something that's going to be um, interfering with our relationship with Jesus. That's going to bring us closer to him. Mm -hmm. You know, and a mother's role. What is what is a mother's role? My mom did it when I was young. Your mom did it. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. She would say to us pretty much on a daily basis, clean your room, mm -hmm. clean your room, right? Get your stuff in order. Mm -hmm. That's what a mother does. And so she makes it beautiful. She helps us to take responsibility and get our stuff beautiful. And I love the story of uh, Juan Diego, St. Juan Diego, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Classic guy, you know, he, our lady tells him that um, 
to go to this place and he finds the beautiful Castilian roses during a time when they shouldn't have been there. And she says to go to the bishop with the roses. So he just throws them in his cloak, you know, classic <laughs> guy. He doesn't care about how they're arranged, you know. So he just throws them in there. But Our Lady stops him before she goes to the bishop. And she basically says to him, you know, Juanito, you know, hold on. <laughs> and she rearranges them and she makes them beautiful. And then she says, okay, now go, go, right? That's what a mom does. Mm -hmm. our, our mother... She, she beautifies us. She cleans us up. And that's what she does with the rosary is she purifies our intentions. And when she presents them to Jesus, he's not going to refuse. You know, that's his mom. He loves her more than we ever could. That's right. That's right. Now, are there any, any other parting words for the viewers, Father, that you can, um, you know, I think it was a great point that you talked about the difficulty. And I think prayer in general, right? I think if yeah. we live only on the, the superficial level of just feelings and emotions, uh, right. we have a long road uh, as, as faithful Christian disciples. And I think we, you know, especially if we know, uh, ultimately, we're going to experience a dark night of the senses and a dark night of the soul um, if we're yeah. going to really uh, endure the path of sanctification. But yeah. Any any other uh, words of wisdom for those that, uh, you know, to either continue to encourage those who are praying the rosary mm -hmm. or uh, it, maybe uh, encourage those that may want to take this on and start it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, one comforting thing is um, St. Therese of Lisieux, right? The little flower. Mm -hmm. She struggled praying the rosary. I mean, she loved Our Lady. And yet she said that she felt that she prayed it so poorly and she felt that she was just so distracted. You know, this little cute little French girl. Uh, but she said she continued to do it anyway, even though her mind was going other places, because she knows that um, heaven takes, you know, what we what we give. Mm -hmm. And I think that for a lot of people, you know, if if you start out from zero and you go right into praying the whole rosary um, and you, you find yourself so discouraged, well, maybe start out, just pray a decade a day, build up, you know, look like lifting weights. You don't go in there and bench 400 pounds right off the bat. You know, you got to build up to this stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's what some people need to do. Or, you know, there are um, some booklets you can get that ha actually have visual aids where, you know, maybe, maybe people, they get wildly distracted if they just try and uh, have the image in their mind. There's images where you can, it shows like a little painting or, or some, a drawing of the scourging or the Annunciation or whatever. And a lot of people have told me that that can greatly help them to, to be more focused if they're actually looking at an image. Mm -hmm. So take baby steps, right? So don't, yeah. if, if, you, if it's too much, just because of time or whatever, you got to work up to it. It's, it's spiritual yeah. muscle, right? So yeah. build up your spiritual muscle. Um, I, the other idea about being distracted, I think a lot of people, because they get distracted, may feel discouraged, like, okay, it's, it's not for me. We have to realize that, that I mean, that's, that's part of the struggle with prayer, is mm -hmm. that our minds are all over the place as part of our own humanness. Um, yeah. So not to get discouraged and to, to give up prayer in its entirety, but to realize yeah. that it's there. And that, that's the beauty about the rosary. It helps you refocus, right? Yeah. It's a vehicle towards meditation. So it becomes an instrument for you to say, Okay. Okay. I know I was worried about that email, but get back. Right. I was. I was. I was on the sorrowful mysteries. I need to get yeah. back to our Lord and and yeah. what he what he suffered for us. Uh, anything else, Father, you can think of as far as uh, you know helpful tidbits of information for our viewers out there. Yeah, I would say you know also I know for myself, and I know a lot of people have told me I wouldn't get into the habit of making it the last thing you do in the day. Mm -hmm. because you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> you know, you're going to wake up and, and you're going to realize, gosh, did I even get through one decade? I can't even remember how far I got. You know, heaven will take that as well. And as you said, your guardian angel will finish the rosary for you. But um, 
it's it is a good practice to do it um, while while you're fresh and uh, you know awake. Um, a lot of people do it the first thing that they do in the morning, whether it's driving to work. You know, how many people drive to work? It takes 20 minutes or more. Mm-hmm. You know, that is going to set your mind and your intention for the day in a good direction. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be focused on Jesus. Maybe you got a coworker that's difficult or some situation. Um, having those mysteries there meditated on on your way to work is is definitely going to benefit you. Hey, yeah, amen. I think using your time wisely, right? I mean, the things mm-hmm. that you value, you'll spend, you'll sacrifice time for and break yep. those up in whatever chunk. I myself, um, I had to because I know my uh, natural inclinations towards sin and laziness and everything else, right? So if, if we don't make a commitment to it, I'm very, and living the Dominican spirituality, obviously it helps, but mm-hmm. you know, I pray to divine office. I, I, uh, I, I do a rosary a day. I do a chaplet a day. And not to say everyone needs to get to that point because right. everyone's journey looks different. But if you make it a priority, you'll start to realize, huh, Father, that, the, that when you order your day around prayer first, yeah. you'll see how more smoothly your day will end up going versus yeah. it becomes the last thing. And next thing you know, it's like, I don't even have time for this. My day's crazy. Right. I, yeah. And so I think placing the priorities and the sequencing of your prayer yeah. is very, very important. It is because there's always going to be something else that wants your time. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make that time, make that sacrifice, make that commitment and you'll see the fruit. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amen. So, Father, um, if before we go, it would be great to just get you uh, a blessing for, for myself and for all the viewers, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Of course. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless uh, all the listeners, all the viewers and help them to know that Jesus is very pleased when we honor his mother uh, when we give her these spiritual roses and in the, the praying of the Hail Mary and in the, in the rosary, uh, because she is our spiritual mother, too. And help us to uh, not be afraid to pray the rosary as, as spouses, uh, with children, uh, with brothers uh, praying it. Give us that courage, that devotion, that perseverance, even when it's difficult, even when it's dry and we don't seem to be getting much from it. Help us to persevere because love requires perseverance. And we ask this blessing through the intercession of St. Dominic. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, Father, I want to thank you for joining uh, myself and the viewers today. Uh, it was, it's been a blessing. I know we can spend all week talking about our love for our Blessed Mother and for our Lord and for uh, this devotion as well. Um, I want to thank you personally for your priesthood, for your yes, for your fiat, and for all the work that you're doing out there for our Lord in his vineyard. Um, we thank you and we hope to have you back here again. Um, Thanks, brother. God bless you. Keep up the great work, man. Yeah, thank you. And for the viewers out there, we will uh, welcome you back to another segment soon. So until then, get holy or die trying. God bless.